two. This show has a name. Uh, let's talk about Thrones, <laughs> House of the Dragon. Should I take that again? Nope, we're good. All right. Uh, welcome to uh, the ever-famous, ever-fantastic episode about the penultimate episode. Mm. Uh, with me, I'm Jenny Josephson. I exist as a human in this world. Uh, with me is Anthony Lemos and Richard Gunther. And uh, this was an episode that I think was impactful enough to merit texting. There was some texting. There was. This, uh, this episode was called The Green Council. Yeah, or uh, a bunch of dick bags is what I call it. <laughs> and feet suckers. Oh my god. Jeez. Okay, oh, I'm going we'll to try I'm going to try to say we, we will. what happened in 30 seconds or less. Okay? Uh, I'm going go. to time you starting I don't have a timer. So go. Okay. Uh so everybody finds out the king is dead. The news kind of uh trickles out. Uh machinations ensue. Apparently machinations have been ensuing for quite some time and the queen is the last to find out about it because they were trying to keep her unsullied, even though apparently someone's already sullying her feet. Uh lots of machinations. Uh Aegon, the guy who's allegedly supposed to be king, uh is not found. Uh, not only is he not in his brothel, uh, he is uh, apparently been stuffed under the sept in the house sept of Baylor. Okay. <laughs> Cough. Um, and everybody's taking sides on this one side. They try to get Rainus, uh, the elder blonde, uh, to go along with them. And she's like, are you joking me? But she doesn't say anything. Um, you know, the ladies always deal with things quite reasonably. Then, uh, 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 one of the brothers, twin brothers, one of them is like sides with someone and the other one gets her out and, uh, then loses her. And then there's a big ceremony crowning this douche rocket, uh, king. Uh, and then she shows up in spectacular fashion. Also, there's a foot fetish. We'll get to it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nicely done. That's Nicely what happened. Done. Yeah. Well, that was a little bit more than 30 seconds, but that's sure, okay. Because a lot it's less happened. than an hour. A yeah. Holy crap, a lot happened in this episode. Th- this this episode, I, I try to remain completely fresh on it. I don't want to get any spoilers. I don't want to have anything going on to tell me what's going on in the episode before I watch them. That's how I do it. I was on Twitter and I saw exactly one tweet about this episode and it was Scott Johnson, I think. He said this episode of House of the Dragon was uh, a perfect example of great television or something to that effect. That worried me because I didn't know if he was being sarcastic or if he was being honest. I'm so glad to know that he was being completely honest. This was yep. storytelling, television storytelling at its finest. Yeah. Uh, I saw one tweet that said, I wish Rannis had shown a little less discretion. Uh, and I was like, ooh. And then I got off Twitter and watched it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Jenny, what do you want to talk about first? You're running the show. So, okay. wh- where do you want to start? All right. I feel like the greatest place to start is with the relationship between the queen and her father, right? Mm. It's not so simple anymore. She's not a little girl. She's um, aware when she is being maneuvered. She doesn't like it. She understands that her power position is a possession of her son. 
Uh, she is not thrilled, much like um, Ned Stark at the, you know, was not thrilled with the idea of killing Daenerys. She is not thrilled with the idea of killing Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, really? Right. You're, you're to that now already? And they're like, yeah. Um, and yeah. so I think that relationship bears some examination because it always takes place in such grim quarters. Because yeah. Otto Hightower's first inclination was remove Rhaenyra from any possibility of ever claiming the throne. Remove and he asked her. the most loyal guy in the room <laughs> to do it. Yeah, and he was like, mm, mm-mm. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was happy to see that there were people willing to take a stand. In uh, One of them took a stand and got sat back down to his detriment. Right. right. So in this episode, we found out the purpose of those discs or those balls <laughs> that they put on the table is to be impaled upon them if you say something that they don't like. Yeah. Yeah. That was deep. Kristen Cole is like, get over it, you incel bro. Mm-hmm. I, like, I tend to think that he might have an anger issue. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say. I mean, he's just a, a chastened lover, right? Like, he's just still pissed off that Rhaenyra dumped him. That's what I'm saying. It's like, get over it, bruh. <laughs> Sir, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, bruh, get over it. And uh, you, you I, played we, the royal roulette and you lost. <laughs> <laughs> and we also see Westerling stand down and refuse to go to Dragonstone and follow and errand to basically kill them. Yep. Which is awesome. And we see one of the cargo brothers, and I forget which one, just like you, ultimately lead uh, Renice out of the castle yep. to we don't know what. He, like, he I was, loved yeah. that he was just, trying was to get just her an obs- yeah. Right, right. And and I questioned what was really going on there because I didn't I didn't fully understand like there was this odd moment where you see brother fighting brother that is Aegon and Aemon and you see um the the uh uh car- cargo brothers and one is fighting and one is just watching and yep. not getting involved. And it, now we know why he doesn't want to be a part right. of this. He, too, sees this as a bridge too far. That that was really concerning for me because when, you know, we're going to get it wrong. So when Eric or Arik, whichever one it was, was <laughs> fighting Cole to try to take the prince or, you know, the, the, the king apparent, um, mm-hmm. t- trying to take him uh, into custody – the other one kind of just sat up on the on the ramparts and watched and then disappeared. Like, he was very – once the others showed up, once Cole and Amund show up, he is basically completely hands-off on it. And especially when the Meanwhile, prince says he doesn't want to be king, and he just kind of removes yeah. himself. And the entire time, it's like this – is he going to, like, snipe him with a crossbow from, from the ramparts or something? Like, what's going on? And then he just leaves. And it's like, well, what the hell was the point of that? And then we find out later when he's helping helping Renice uh, get out of the city, and unfortunately she gets drugged, you know, dragged in with the crowds as they're trying to gather everybody in the in King's Landing into the dragon pit for this coronation. Must witness yeah. coronation. Must <laughs> attend. Not optional. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And look at the care they took just to follow this thread through. Look at the care that they took to, um, make sure that it looked legitimate, that everybody was there. There was a lot of like, I proclaim this to be true because I say so. Yep. And a notably sort of like everybody applause sign, you know, like it was very not, uh, yep. legit. <laughs> um, to get back to, uh, to Alicent and Otto Hightower. I think there was a turning point for Alicent when the, as the name implies, the Green Council, when she finds out that he's been working with all of them to have this contingency plan to put Aegon on the throne behind her back. And it, it's totally. kind of a moment where she realizes, I'm just a pawn in your game as well. And that changes their relationship immediately. And the next scene that those two have together, she tells him as much. Yeah, and she tells him off. I think that she's always felt that way, but never had, I don't know, as much obvious evidence that clearly he's just using me. And right. this was the breaking point. She was like, I did not have sex with a leprosy uh <sighs> It ra uh, ravaged husband for this many years to be messed around with now. Who right. we see she genuinely cared for. Right. Yeah. He was yep. a safe place. And and I thought that was an, a great moment, too, where we see her just breaking down over him being carried – wrapped up and carrying carried away. Also, you know, I, I feel like they – started this at the end of the last episode where they showed that she really does have a soul inside. She's not this bratty uh, kind of person that's been trying to grab power at any cost. It's not at any cost. She has a line. Yeah. yeah. And, also, and there's I think part of it that she was uh, that she loved that man and more that she found her safeness he was safe he was uh uh what's his name viserys the peaceful or whatever yeah like she, right. as long as he was alive she may have been stymied but she was safe right and that's gone um and they also lean into the story of how she comes to switch mind with because at the end of season episode seven uh, at the episode end of episodes of season uh, at the end of episode eight before she goes to see Viserys on his deathbed, she seems to be willing to acquiesce to Viserys' uh, idea that, you know, Rhaenyra should be queen and that's right. where the succession should go. And it right. changes in that last moment as, you know, as Viserys is, is uttering to Rhaenyra, but Alicent is the one that hears about, you know, these, these utterances of, of the dream. And it goes into this one, and she's still, like, even at this point, she's still like, okay, well, this is what gives us that that edict to put Aegon on the throne, but she doesn't want it to be a bloody massacre or anything else. She still wants to maintain the peace. She's just like, okay, well, this is just switched from one person to another, and she wants it to go as peacefully as possible. It, they're really framing her as a woman who is mistaken, but is still genuine in heart. Right. Here's a, here's a question for you. Yeah. In Game of Thrones world, is that good or not good? Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that never Clearly, that's not good. Clearly, she, and her father says as much. She doesn't 
have the uh, she doesn't have what it takes to make a transition like that happen. Right. She needs to be more ruthless and she needed to be prepared for a fight and she doesn't want to have a fight. She wants everybody to get along and for this to just work because she genuinely believes what her husband told her on his deathbed. And oh my God, by the way, we didn't actually see him die. He died off camera. Slowest death ever. Anyway. So we did see him die. No, we didn't. When they, they, they allude in this episode that he died in the night after she left him. But we saw him say, uh, my love. basically to his dead wife, my love. Right. And I assume after that he croaked. We all assumed that, but apparently not because she left the room and then he died later is what they insinuated in this episode. She did okay. not know that he had died. Yes. Yeah, right. But he said that thing about my love after she left. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. So I missed. But, I missed that she had already left at that. But still, oh, my he God. died anyway. on camera. Yeah. Anyway, oh, good. Good. <laughs> anyway, but but yeah. I and and it's not often we get to see a natural causes death. <laughs> more about her genuine uh, character when Aegon asks her, "Do you love me?" Because poor Aegon just wants someone to give a shit about him. Right. And I say poor Aegon because, you know, he's an asshole and entitled and doesn't deserve the position that he has. Doesn't want it either, in all fairness. He doesn't want it, although he takes nicely to the attention that he gets at the end. Which is a nice little flip for him. He suddenly, as things are going in place, he's like, oh, this this could actually be cool. Right, but that's, I think, all that is. I don't think he really wants the power. I think he just liked the attention. Right. But when he asks his mother, do you love me, she, her response is is wonderful. Her response is, you imbecile. Like, he, he has no idea how much she has done for him. Right. What did she say? Did she say, you imbecile? Yep. You imbecile. Yeah, I thought I caught that, and I was like, "Oh, that's harsh." Do you love I love, me? but I love that. But yeah. she said it with a that. smile. I thought that was wonderful. She right. said it with that charismatic, elegant smile. Okay, so let's talk about the losers of this episode, which would be random guy who was like, "I need to go tell Rhaenyra," and then got caught and hung. Um, then we <laughs> have some other losers who get chucked in the dungeon. I would argue that Allison personally is a loser because who Laris uh, has clearly decided what he wanted from her and it's her feet. It's a clear unobstructed view of her feet. I didn't and clear understand access that to his <laughs> Like I thought Neither she, did I. I thought she was Neither just getting comfortable. She kicks off her shoes and, yep. and puts her her feet up on oh, the I thing know. and I was like, "Okay, well, she maybe they're just showing no. that she's actually really comfortable with him." And then as she's talking and he says that there could be something, she takes off her socks and puts those back up there and it focuses on it. I was like, "Oh, this is dirty." Nope. Yeah, I, I didn't even right get it then. I didn't even get it then. I thought, why? This is so inappropriate. Why would she be disrobing in front of him? And I did not get it until you see her turn and his hand is 
under his cloak. You guys have never been in, alone in a room with a boy who's older than you or oh, has power. Oh, oh, well, oh add to that God, the fact that, no? that his his no. he's got the foot thing, you know. So it's like it's like this double whammy of of right. Uh, oh no, uh, it's 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 a perfect little metaphor that he has a foot fetish. It's yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's L L L. Yeah. I, oh. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna yuck anyone. Anyone's yum, but yum. It, it, <laughs> Even it was, if that yum is feet. I mean, well, to each feet. one's own. There, there are worse things to be yumming about. Sure, sure. It's not the feet. It's the power that I yuck. Right. Well, I mean, th- but that's the thing, right? That that is in a normal situation that would be considered today absolute unacceptable behavior. harassment yeah. and. Uh, if not abuse, and the what we see is I mean, that that is his price, and she's willing right. to pay it for his services. Right, she's yeah. she's essentially a foot whore, and it's a trade they're both willing to make. So I don't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I now mean, we know we know what Viserys is getting out of it because a different, yeah, very yeah. different. You mean Laris? Laris, there we go. Yes. Okay. Um, There's too many people named the same thing on this show. Uh, Here's a question for Anthony. I have a question for Anthony. Uh Oh, we saw at one very gutting point where they go look for um, um, Aegon in the lesser uh, uh, quarters of Flea Bottom. They see a little blonde child Mm -hmm. uh, just popping around here. Mm. Do, Do the does that ever like do the bastards of of Aegon become important in some way? Do bastards become important in some way? Or is it just like a random like tragedy of life thing? I don't you don't have to know. answer that. I'm just I don't know. That's my question. Okay. I don't know. I, I just like I don't know what was the intent of chaining up all those women in jail. Yeah. Well, well to keep them from helping. That was to keep them quiet, right? They needed to make sure that nobody talked. So they locked um Renice in they locked them up in jail again just to keep them quiet for the for the time being. I, were, I don't think that that was a permanent thing. Were those the house maidens of the castle or something? I I just I believe I so. I believe I that was the staff. That. I didn't capture that at all. Like I missed that entirely. I just saw a bunch of women being thrown in cages, and I was like, "Laris is doing this, but why?" So yeah, no, that's. That's what I think that was about. That was and, to keep everybody quiet. And it showed that in the preview from last week. So I was expecting that to be at least somewhat important, but it seemed to not be at all. Like, yeah, I don't know. Although yeah. we do get an important moment, and this is really the reason or excuse that Laris has for being in Allison's chambers, is that her chambermaid, Taya, mm-hmm. Is the big leak basically for the for the white worm? Right. Yep. So I have a question, as I often do. The big fire in the structure that we see as the crowd is running through the city mm-hmm. was that the white worm's yep headquarters. That was her home. Seems like okay. it. Yep. But okay. whether or not she's in there, we don't know, which is just another thing where the show like leads you to mysteries that it may or may not ever answer. Right. But that was Laris having someone, you know, metaphorically cut off her head, as he said. Right. 
Yeah, and that's yet again another um when you're playing the game of thrones, don't be the and if you're going to if you're going to try to say like we're the people and we're in charge, don't show your face. Don't try to make a play with actual powerful people. Yep. Just a thought. Yeah. In, Although, in, you know, I'm sure she knew about it. In the in the book she escapes off to Essos a long time ago and makes a whole business out of, you know, dealing in in other things. So I don't I don't know if she's if that's just their way of writing her off from the this show mm. or if there's other implications there, but either way, I don't expect to see her anymore. I think she's played her part. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So is there anything else we have to cover before we get to the part that I just want to like drool and shout about? <laughs> before well, you do that, I just want to say, I told fair. you so. That I would like it. No. That the, the Allison's daughter is a green seer. Beast slash oh, for sure. Yeah. There's a oh, beast that's what she was boards. talking. The beast beneath the boards is. This was a question I had before we get to the drool. Um, <laughs> was the dragon pit underneath the sept of Baylor? No, no, no. She just very different buildings. They they didn't drag everybody to the sept of Baylor. They drug everybody to the dragon oh. pit. Oh, the dragon pit's the largest arena type structure in oh. King's Landing. That seems to be a mistake. I I wouldn't drag the entirety like seven- of King's Landing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't right, drag so the entirety of King's Landing the into pit. the the Dragon Pit, knowing that there's dragons underneath. Like uh, that just seems like a bad idea to me. But I mean, putting egg on the throne seems like a bad idea to me, and they did that. So I guess I'm not. You know, who am I? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you need a place that can fit everybody, right? Sure. Sure. Okay, let's talk about it because the look on Rainus's face or you know, when she realized where she was being herded was like, "Thanks." It was a very <laughs> awesome look. She was like, "Wait, where am I? Wait, what?" So she witnesses the thing and then she slips away downstairs and like I knew she was running away, but I didn't quite understand that that was the dragon pit. Ditto. That that's where he was being crowned. And so when that dragon came up out of the ground, I was just like, holy bananas. I literally went, woo! Like that was the noise I made. Now, it is important that she didn't go, you know, sliding down to the under the under basement and you know where the the dragons are kept you know the dragon pens she didn't go down there immediately like she stayed up there long enough to see everything that was going on to know yeah, so what was proceeding and how it was being done and that it was a public show of force as opposed to uh, getting the people behind them they were basically just forcing the people to agree with them and then she slips down there and then all hell breaks loose yeah so, okay, so she just, like, smashes up the dragon pit and looks like she's honestly about to burn that little twit into ash. But a woman that she admired totally stood up and stood in front of her son. Yep. And just from a political standpoint, like, that lady, Allison, is very popular, right? She's beloved by the people. She's perceived as religious. Like, once she stepped in front of her son, that was it. Yep. Yep. As a mother, she didn't want to sacrifice another mother. So. Yeah. 
But she was willing to toast that little popkin. Tell you what. If she had toasted the dais, then the entire, like, the whole story would just end right there. Like, okay, well, that's the entire branch right there. The Dance of Dragons was one dragon long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I do think that there might be still some respect there, too. Like, yeah, the... The child is someone she doesn't give a crap about. But Allison, even after the awkward conversation that they have, they, I think, do have some sort of mutual respect for each other. Mm-hmm. And so that plays into it as well. It's also a much, I think, it's a better strategic move. Yeah. Because for whom? What happens? Rainus. For for Renice or Rainus or however you say her name. Because if they were to kill Aegon now, Aemon would take power. And he'd be better. And he would be a pain in the ass to deal with. He was on the dais too. She could have taken out the whole line. Potentially, yeah. That's true. That's true. Because I think it was just as simple as she didn't want to commit. She didn't want to commit that much murder on her own. Uh, All 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 of the major players were there. You had Otto Hightower. You had um, uh, Alicent. Kristen, get over it, Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) Get over it. Yeah, and so Cole. You had. uh, Amond, you had their sister, you know, Aegon's wife. You had all of them right there. Basically, everyone who's heading up the opposition party right. to Rhaenyra. Yeah, the, the, all, the, all the important high towers that we've met. It would have True. been one fell swoop, and it wouldn't have been war. It wouldn't have been anything else. But now she just flies off, presumably to Dragonstone. Yeah. Federal Express, please open immediately. Totally to Dragonstone. I mean, this was her drawing a line in the sand and saying, no, and now I'm going to go get Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And and we do get a little bit of a preview of that in uh, the, the previews for next uh, for yeah. next week. But, wow. I, I, I thought it was great. I fully – expected it could have gone either way. First of all, we didn't expect the dragon. That thing was amazing that her on the dragon flying in was a complete surprise to me. I figured it was going to end with him standing up there with his sword up, that that was the end of the episode. And we'd be like, oh my God, now what? (laughs) But no, 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 no. They end it with a bang, literally. Oh, my gosh. I wrote uh, on Twitter, I was like, wow, this show knows what to do with dragons. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's called that for a reason. Like, they did good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. I, I I knew where Rainus was and where the ceremony was being held, and I understood that she was going to sneak off to her dragon. I did not expect her to come busting through the floor, even though I'm the one that pointed out the beast beneath the boards. 
um, I didn't expect it to happen like that. I kept looking for for a wooden platform somewhere or something like that. I thought maybe like something was going to come up underneath the dais that everybody was on. And she bursted through the floor. She killed a third of King's Landing just through the explosion of the floor. Um, I, that whole scene was awesome. And the tension, even though you know, because this is the end of season one, right? This is the penultimate episode of season we're one. We're getting there, yeah. We're getting more. So it couldn't have been the end right there. But that tension was still so thick. And the way I mean, it, was it has shot, to mean something. Yeah, it has to mean something that King Jaehaerys' daughter was like, nope, to this kid. That right. means something. Yep. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Young crown queen or whatever they called her. That's big. That's a big And, and you notice that this episode took place entirely in King's Landing. Mostly in the Red mm-hmm. Keep, but entirely in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that choice. The the other characters on Dragonstone were just as out of touch as we were with them. Yep. They were with what was going on, and that was powerful. And also, if Rhaenyra had stayed, by the way, she'd be dead. Totally. Oh, Re- yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. it depends on where she was staying, because she does know some of the yeah. secret ways around the castle, but it yeah, would not have been. True. It would have been fraught with terror. Uh, it yeah. would have been. She would have been on her own. Right, right. Possibly her and Damon, but either way, to get her, Damon, and all the kids out safely would not have yeah. been an easy feat, even with the secrets yeah. that they know. Mm-mm. Yeah. Overall, I give this episode a 9 out of 10. Yeah. I give wow. it an 8 out of 10 because I was like, um, is it slow? Is it? Do I know all this stuff? And then, boom, shakalaka. I, I, it's because it's the ninth episode of Ten in the season. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> Richard, what do you give it? I'm gonna break the tie at eight and a half stars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so what do we expect from the cause this is this is something we've done before, right? We've had these amazing seasons with this great penultimate episode and then been let down in the last episode of the season. Are we gonna get the same thing this time? Like what are your expectations? As far as your excitement level, I, I'm not trying to presume about the story, but your excitement level at the end of next episode, where do you think it's going to be? Who wants to go first? You do. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, most, I don't the think the most non-committal make, you do ever. <laughs> I don't think they're going to make the same mistake that they made in the final season, or arguably two seasons of Game of Thrones. I, I think they know they need to deliver on this season finale. It's important for, as you said, a show that's getting a larger audience than anything else on television right now, that they can retain that into the next season. If they want to keep on getting the kind of budget that they have and the kind of leeway that HBO has given them on this, if they don't, Then they're going to end up in the same shit that they were in at the end of Game of Thrones, where they had to reduce the time, they had to reduce the budget, they had to reduce everything to crunch it down into um, a a ridiculous schedule. And I I don't think they're going to make that mistake again. Mm. Also, they have the benefit of having a complete text. Yeah. Well, 
there's that too. Yeah, they yeah. have a full outline already laid out in front of them, and George R. R. Martin is still on board helping them with decisions and things like that. So it's not they're not just going off the cuff. Jenny, yeah, yeah. what do you think your excitement level is going to be? My excitement level or my expectations of what will happen? Both. Expectation, bloodshed. Excitement, high. <laughs> Fair enough. I, Anthony, I, you? I, I, I'm always the pessimistic and cynical one. I think the next episode is going to be a lot of setup for episode one of next season. Mm. Um, I Time jump or no? I think they're, hmm, that's an interesting question because they could do a time jump and put us right in the middle of the action or they could spend some more time building up. You know, honestly, I think they're going to spend episode 10 building up to the bloodshed. And I don't think we're actually going to get bloodshed until next season. Mm. And I think maybe, maybe that's what the, the cliffhanger is, is the first of the actual, like the factual as in like the factions, the factional bloodshed will be the end of this season. Mm. So my excitement, however, is exceptionally high. I am so looking forward to where they're going with this. And I could even see them opening the second season with a look back Mm. to bring the young actors back and the previous actors and things like that come back from there and show us a little bit more of, of Alicent and Rhaenyra's relationship as they grew up and then come into the big action for season two. That'd be nice. Mm. I'd love like a little reverse better call Saul. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I haven't seen the final season yet. Don't. No, no, no. It's just about the structure. I I haven't seen episode one. So. Well, then you don't know anything (laughs) I'm talking about. So it's fine. I do not. Yeah. No. All right. Well, uh, this was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I wanted yeah. I wanted to mention one thing, which is a correction on something that I said in our last episode. I was under the impression that the last episode was Claire Kilner's last director's yeah. – uh, 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 the last one that she directed in this season, and I was wrong. It was a female director – but it was not Kilner. Right. The, this she, was Kilner's last episode yep. of the season. Yep. You are correct. And I, we were both wrong on that because I think last time we both said that this is her third one. Um, this was actually her third one. And honestly, I could feel her touch in this one more, especially with the focus on Alicent and the, the in- intricacies of the mother's viewpoint and how she mm-hmm. – just the, how they shot Alicent and how they really took care in showing her perspective in a lot of things. You know, the little touches like um, when she puts her feet up on the couch she's sitting on and she's looking away as Laris is doing his business. You know, little things like that that really that gave tracked. me. It, yeah, it, it just it, 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 it played out a lot nicer than a, a lot more emotional. There's more of a, 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 a sympathetic feeling in this whole episode that we don't often see in Game of Thrones, and I've really appreciated it. Yep. It caught the horror of that moment, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, well, if, it, if it wasn't her directing, it could have been someone going all crazy with it too. So I, I'm yeah, there could I like have the been delicate a, touches, a close up on the down low, right? Um, <laughs> nobody needs that. No. Okay, uh, Anthony, tell us the things we need to know about the things we need to know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Great about Thrones. Yeah, let's talk about Thrones at gmail.com to give us feedback on th- this episode or any previous episodes or what you think of the season as a whole. Um, cause we will be doing some recap on the overall season after next week's episode. Uh, you can also find the show on Twitter at Thrones. Is it at Thrones? We could. Oh, no, it's that, at About Thrones. At yeah. About Thrones. And Do you want to tell course, them about the other thing? That would be the Fulcrum feed. And if you're a fan of this show, you're going to be a fan of all the stuff we have over there on the Fulcrum feed. Jenny has been hitting overdrive with all of her fandoms. And without a specific structure or schedule to adhere her to uh, uh, any kind of uh, um, uh, uh, order, she has just been going crazy with all the things. The Liberty has set her free. She can create That's all right. she wants, and she's just been dumping it all in to the Fulcrum feed. And what is the Fulcrum feed? Well, it started out as kind of a Star Wars thing, and then there's been some Lord of the Rings stuff, and eventually this feed will merge in with it, I believe. And it's going to be kind of the Fulcrum of all the varied interests of Jenny, myself, our friends, probably some stuff from Richard, too, although I'm not going to commit him to it yet. Yet, Richard. And uh, it's going to be all the things that we're a fan of and all the things we like to talk about. And it's all going to be in one place. And as we build content up, I'm going to start divvying up the, the, the feeds to where you can just subscribe to the ones that you really care about. But it's all going to be in one big menagerie of fun thoughts and crazy fandoms all at the Fulcrum, at fulcrumfeed.com. I ain't doing anything without Richard, so. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> So I will tell you, I, I love me some Lord of the Rings, and we watched an episode last night. We're behind. We're so behind. Sure. And we watched an episode last night. They're 75 minutes long, and Edward's like, want to watch the next one? Uh, yeah. uh, like, it's 1030 now. It's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. It's, it's good stuff. Really? And there's a lot really well of, done. like. Uh, to- newly minted Tolkien experts out there on the Twitter. And I love it. <laughs> I love it. Really good stuff. All yep. right. Well, yeah, right. Richard, where could people find you? That's pretty easy. I'm on Twitter at Richard Gunther and I tweet as me. I tweet <laughs> as some other personalities. I retweet those other personalities. So, so you only need to follow Richard Gunther and then you get all of the different voices Annoyed in my head. Annoyed Richard, angry it's, Richard. It's very convenient. OCD Richard. Richard is confused. You know. Yeah, all of these things. Jenny, how about you? And, oh, me? Who, me? Oh. Yeah, you. Uh, well, the best place to find me is at Fulcrum Feed where I'm just talking. The most recent episode is finally delivering on the promise of a Let's Talk About Andor. Uh, we just cranked through episodes one through six. Uh, and I did it with um, my co-host of life, Matt Flanagan. Matt Flanagan, nice. the laugh is back. Yep. All yep, right. Yep, yep. And of course, you can find me at Ethan Kane, E T H A N C A I N E, and this show at About Thrones. 
<sighs> man, that's a lot of yeah. uh, closing stuff. So we appreciate you hanging that's out. That's okay. Closing and stuff. If you want, if you want full like bonus stuff, like extra content, beginning ends, no music, no nothing, just the raw feed, bam, straight into your podcatcher. Yeah, we have that. That's at patreon.com slash let's talk about nice. thrones. All right, well, uh, closing content, smashing drag. Out. See you. Peace. Oh, Now I get it. Now I get it.